<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. When we started Tomorrowtown, Tennessee a few months ago, I mentioned sometimes if we get a timely interview we think you need to hear, we will release those right away. Well, that happened with this one. We talked to Chuck Fleischman. He represents Tennessee's third congressional district in the U.S. House of Representatives. He is right in the middle of talks about giving more money to Ukraine for its war against Russia, plus the upcoming GOP impeachment inquiry hearings of President Joe Biden and budget and funding votes happening right now in the U.S. House as many are working to avoid a government shutdown. I have always opposed government shutdowns. I have served through three of them. Uh, these are not good times for America when we go into a shutdown. Um, it puts our nation at risk. It costs actually the government more when we come out of shutdown. Uh, it is it is not a good time. Uh, let me be specific. Uh, troops don't get paid. This is... Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This is the podcast telling the stories of the people who call the Tennessee Valley home. We discuss the problems we all face and we talk to those working on solutions. I am Josh Rowe. I am your host for this journey. We're joined today by Congressman Chuck Fleischman. Uh, first of all, this week, I know, has been uh, very busy for you. Uh, you've been in and out of meetings all day today. Um, I think the news uh, that I was hearing when I came to work today was was around a, a, uh, a vote, a procedural vote around a defense spending bill that did not pass that, according to I was watching CNN, it was a it was a big blow to Speaker McCarthy is the way they explain explain that. Uh, you're on the inside of that. Is is how big of a deal is that? Explain that from your your view on that. Sure. Um, this was the failure of the rule vote. A rule vote is a precursor, a pre vote before a bill can get to the floor. This was the defense appropriations bill. Uh, defense is one of the twelve appropriation bills. I chair energy and water. Uh, this is the second time, unfortunately, that the rule failed. Um, when I came to Congress, we were told uh, when you're in the majority party, you always vote for the rule. This is a procedural vote. So the fact that some members are not voting for the rule is not a good thing. Uh, now, the ultimate bill, whether you vote for it or not, uh, that is up to the individual member. But 
the fact that we had uh, five no votes on the rule today uh, from our conference after we expected the rule to pass and then ultimate passage of the bill tonight uh, for the second time uh, was frustrating, but it is curable. And the way that it will be cured ultimately is the rules committee will go back, reformulate a rule that is more palatable to the majority uh, to get all of those votes on that bill. So it is remediable. Uh, it is frustrating, but it can be fixed and will be fixed. When we were discussing the vote uh, for Speaker McCarthy to, um, to take the speak speakership back in January, when, when all that played out, we realized it was less about people's belief in Kevin McCarthy, more about what certain groups wanted to get out of the negotiations and that kind of thing. How much of that is involved in this versus actually voting on the thing that we think they're voting about? Well, there's several dynamics at play, and that's why we're so busy. Um, and I'm right in the thick of it because I'm an appropriations subcommittee chairman, what we affectionately call a cardinal. So I'm at the table for all of the negotiations. Um, it's, it's frustrating because uh, right now the Senate has actually moved their process forward. That cannot be discounted. They have worked on their 12 appropriations bills. Uh, the White House has done the same. The House has not. The reason the House has not is because our bills, uh, our 12 appropriation bills, one of which we've passed on the floor, uh, all but two we've passed out of full committee, including mine, the energy and water bill. And there are two uh, that need to still be passed out of full committee, uh, have not moved forward. And that's a result of the fact that enough members and with a four vote majority and with uh, Majority Leader Scalise out for cancer treatment, uh, Chairman Lucas out, a bull fell on him, literally, um, and the retirement of, of a gentleman from Utah, Mr. Stewart, uh, we have a razor thin majority in the House. And that's really what the problem is. If we get just a few defectors, which we've had, and I respect everybody's views uh, on, on things, I have been consistent, yes votes. I want my folks to know that our constituents, I vote yes on the rule. I'll be voting yes on the bills. Uh, I want to keep the government open. Uh, I think that is the responsible path forward. But having said that, uh, those are where the uh, differences and discrepancies exist. And uh, that's what we need to get past, hopefully by next week, to avert or avoid a government shutdown. Do you think we will have a government shutdown? Where do you think we'll be nine days from now? Uh, another excellent question, Josh. Let me say this. Uh, I have always opposed government shutdowns. I have served through three of them. Uh, these are not good times for America when we go into a shutdown. Um, it puts our nation at risk. It costs actually the government more when we come out of shutdown. Uh, it is it is not a good time. Uh, let me be specific. Uh, troops don't get paid. Uh, the federal government basically starts shutting down things. And what's worse, uh, the administration in this case will actually control uh, many of the avenues of what they choose to pay and not pay. Uh, so, for example, the government goes into shutdown mode. The Biden administration, 
will basically decide through cabinet officials where they will cut and not cut. So it won't be a good time. Now, will that happen? I don't know. I am doing everything and I want my constituents to know that. I am working daily, nightly in meetings with the speaker today, uh, in meeting with the full appropriations committee today in my role as a chairman to try to avoid a government shutdown. Uh, Right now, candidly, because of the time and the dynamics, which I alluded to, it is not looking good. Um, So uh, by October the 1st, if we do not have a budget in place or a continuing resolution in place, uh, the government will go into shutdown. Uh, That is not good. It's not good for America. It's not good for Tennessee. Uh, And I, I just don't think it's good for Congress. But that's where we are. Take us into the weeds a little bit about what you're doing. Like you said, you're you're as you like to say, Tennessee's appropriator. You're you're involved in all of these talks, you know, uh, extensively for that matter. What it, what are you trying to do uh, this week as these talks move forward? First and foremost, keep the government open. This is not a default question. This is a matter of keeping the government and its functions open. Everything from defense, everything that the federal government does. Um, as we know, I represent the Oak Ridge Reservation. That is a, that is a constituency that receives about $7.4 billion worth of annual appropriations. Uh, they would have to literally start shutting down some of their, uh, facilities and prepare for that, uh, working on reserve front funds and the like. Um, what I am doing is working with our leadership. Let me be specific with, met with Speaker McCarthy today, uh, met with Tom Emmer, the whip. More importantly, we are meeting with the Appropriations Committee. And I will say this, we're meeting with all four corners of our conference, the Republican conference. Uh, let me talk about that. Um, we have the appropriators uh, who are pretty well uh, unified that we want to pass our 12 appropriation bills and get a budget and keep the government open. But we are dealing with our friends in the Tuesday group uh, who are moderates, uh, moderate Republicans. We are dealing with our friends in the Freedom Caucus, which is the more conservative group as well. I belong in the center-right group, the Republican Study Committee. So I'm meeting with people, working with people, trying to offer ideas, anything that we can do to get to a yes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One of the things that has been discussed as well, right? If 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 the the holdouts can't get what they want, uh, bringing up the idea of removing Speaker McCarthy from his role as Speaker, 
do you think that is likely to happen in all this? At this point in time, no. Uh, that talk has been offered uh, by very few people at this time. The issue is the budget. What can we get past and how? Now, practically speaking, I've laid out the fact that we need a an agreement with three corners, the House, the Senate, and the White House. The reality is uh, if the United States Senate uh, basically drops a bill on us, in other words, crams down, does a cram down, we run the risk as House Republicans of not getting some of the key things that we want in our appropriation bills. For example, in my particular bill, we have gotten rid of a lot of the woke things that have been in previous bills in this administration. We will lose that opportunity if, in fact, we get the cram down from a Senate. Those things are not in the Senate version. They're certainly not in the White House version. So there are some key wins for conservatives, especially social conservatives such as myself, in our 12 appropriation bills. So hopefully we can get that passed. Um, if we don't get that done, there is the potential, and I will say this, for a clean continuing resolution. The other issue that is out there, Josh, of course, is whether or not there will be a supplemental, meaning something added to the continuing resolution, uh, Ukrainian aid, disaster aid. There's been disasters all over the United States. So those funds need to be replenished. That will all be part of the process. I want to move on to a couple of different topics real quick. Uh, number one, uh, President Zelensky from Ukraine was in D.C. today uh, meeting with a lot of lawmakers. Did you get a chance to, to meet with him today? Were you, were you part of those groups? I was actually focusing today entirely on appropriations and the budget in meetings from early to late um, and will continue to do so because of the urgency of that. Absolutely. I know that, that he's there to request more funds uh, to, to aid in the fight against Russia. I know a lot of your Republican colleagues are saying no more money to, to Ukraine for this. Where do you stand on that? What, what do you think should happen? Uh, I have been steadfast in my support for Ukrainian aid. Uh, we cannot let Russia win this war. It is aggressive. It is wrong. Uh, having said that, we certainly need to have accountability for the funds, for the aid that we have. I spent some time in Europe uh, during the August break. I met with the Italians. I met with the French. Uh, it looks like the Europeans are pretty well uh, unified in their support for Ukraine. They realize that a rogue Russia, and that's what it is, in terms of attacking Ukraine, causing all of the problems and the ripple effects of those problems is wrong. Having said that, we need to have fiscal responsibility. We need to know where the money's going and where it will go. But I will say this, Russia has put certain American legislators, including myself, on its own volition of a list of people that if we were to travel to Russia, we would be as American legislators arrested uh, this is outrageous. Uh, their conduct, Putin's conduct is wrong. It's intolerable. And the United States, in my view, needs to stay, stand up and say no to that in a very strong and resounding way. A final topic here. I want to talk about the uh, the impeachment inquiry investigation. Uh, there's a hearing coming out, I think, Thursday of next week. Uh, what do you think about that? I know it's a lot of your GOP colleagues who are 
um, pushing forward uh, this this idea? Where, where do you stand on that idea? I support the impeachment inquiry uh, against President Biden. And let me explain to our constituents what an impeachment inquiry is and what it is not. Uh, the inquiry is a, a fact-finding mission to see whether or not uh, the House feels it can go forward with ultimate impeachment against President Biden for alleged misdeeds. Uh, I'm a lawyer by profession. The upside of the inquiry is it's a fact-finding mission. We want to go out and make sure that before there is an official impeachment uh, against any president, uh, that we do our due diligence and make sure that we get the facts. In my view, unfortunately, our last president, President Trump, uh, because of Nancy Pelosi and radical woke Democrats, wrongfully, wrongfully impeached President Trump twice. Uh, I fought that impeachment against President Trump, and he was, in fact, uh, acquitted by the United States Senate. But I can remember telling Senate and House Democrats at that time, if they did this to Donald Trump, the future was not going to bode well for any president of any opposite party when the House was in other control. It started a very negative president uh, precedent uh, against presidents. So, uh, but right now I'm going to support the impeachment inquiry. Uh, let the committees of jurisdictions, remember, we, we talked about the fact that I'm Tennessee's appropriator. My committee doesn't do that. My committee works on budgets, works on, on appropriations and the like. We have the oversight committee, the judiciary committee, uh, we have several committees that will do their due diligence, do the inquiry, come up with the facts, and then we'll make our decisions from there. Uh, I'll leave you on, on this thought just around uh, that idea about the inquiry hearing and then the group of Republicans who are threatening to to stand in the way of getting these budgets uh, done. Uh, politically, strat the, the strategy behind that politically, what are your thoughts on that? We're We're not far away, you know, next year is a presidential election year, all of that. Do you think that, that all of this is something that will help Republicans or hurt Republicans down the road? It depends how it all ends up. Um, let me take, take it a step at a time. Right now, if we look at the political map, the United States Senate favors a Republican takeover. If we look at the seats that are available, uh, that are out there, that are up for grabs. Republicans are looking very good in the Senate. I tend to believe that Republicans are poised to win the White House. I think that is critically important. I think the Biden administration has done one of the worst jobs in history, um, and I live with it every day. In the House, it's a different story. Uh, the United States House of Representatives, including myself, is up for election every two years. I have people come up to me and say, are you on the, on the, on the ballot this time? I'm always on the ballot. Okay. That's where great founding fathers had it. So all 435 members have to stand up. Um, it's very important. We know the American people are looking at this process. We are trying as a Republican conference to stand up for fiscal and moral conservative values, which I think most of my constituents in East Tennessee support. And I certainly support, but uh, there's a lot of time between now and then, um, so it's going to be interesting to see. We're going to see some redistrictings in some uh, by some courts 
Uh, New York State is one of those states. So is Ohio. So is North Carolina. I think the House uh, map looks good. Candidly, I would prefer to have more of a margin than four or five seats. Uh, but still, having said that, it's better to be in the majority by four or five seats than as we were in the last two Congresses in the major- in the minority. That's why I'm chairman now, because we're in the majority. All right. Uh, Chuck Fleischman, thanks for your time. I really, really do appreciate that. I know these days have been long this week, and, and we'll continue that, I'm sure, for the next uh, week plus. And so uh, uh, take some rest where, where you can, and uh, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Josh, it's a pleasure. I'll continue to work hard every day and every night for our constituents. Thank you, sir. Thanks to Congressman Chuck Fleischman for this conversation. Also, a quick note about upcoming episodes. I've had a few conversations recently around the Medal of Honor celebration for Captain Larry Taylor and other events as well. Well, when I have these conversations, I don't want to hold on to them because you can't listen to them if we don't release them. So look for some extra episodes coming soon on Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This podcast is a production of News Channel 9. Fox Chattanooga, and Sinclair Broadcast Group Chattanooga. We hope you join us again real soon.